Hey, hey, this is Lori Winchell. Welcome to the first ever podcast of You Can Too. I am so grateful that you picked up this podcast and are taking the time to check it out. This first podcast episode is a lot about my background, where I came from, where I'm at, where I'm going, and the goals of where You Can Too is going to go over the next year and on. So please, if you are listening over the next year, we'll be doing some subscribers of the week and listeners of the week. Um, But first for all things awesome. If you could just hit the five-star rating, smash the subscribe button, and uh, drop a review or take a screenshot and put it in your story that you just checked out the very first ever podcast of You Can Too, I would be so grateful. I will love you forever, and I will uh, be super excited to connect with you on social media. So make sure you catch me on Instagram at Lori, L-O-R-I underscore Winchell, W-I-N-S-C-H-E-L, or um, over on Facebook, Lori Winchell. I hope you have an amazing day and enjoy the first episode of You Can Too. Hey, hey, friends, it's Lori Winchell, and I am giving you my very first podcast, which I have been dreaming of for quite some time. I spent the past six months digging through my brain, trying to figure out which way I wanted to go and take this podcast for you guys to get the max benefit out of it. So I'm going to start by telling you a little bit about me, my background, and pretty much why I chose a podcast and where I'm going to go with it. So let's go back to 1980. I was born in St. Louis, Missouri. It was kind of a snowy day and uh, I'm the firstborn. I only have one younger brother. Um, and so if that says anything about my personality, uh, <laughs> those of you guys that are firstborns, you guys will probably totally relate. Um, I was an average kid growing up. I grew up just south of St. Louis in a little town called Imperial. Um, I'm actually in the St. Louis area now. I live just out west out in a town called St. Charles. Um, but growing up in Imperial, it was a, oh man, it was a small town. And um, even though it was suburbia, um, it was just enough south of the city that we could head into the city anytime we really wanted to. Um with growing up in a small town, you know, I went to the same school from kindergarten until I graduated with a lot of the same kids, um, all 13 years. So everybody kind of knew everybody. And as new kids would move in and move out, you know, we would get to know them. And, um, it's funny, some of you guys that probably are catching this podcast now I've known since kindergarten. So that is awesome. Um, but you know, it's funny because as you grow up in a small town, you know, you, you tend to do something and people remember it forever, it feels like. So it comes with a, a lot of baggage as you try to move on into your adult life. Um, you know, I grew up as a um, kind of a chubby little girl. I, my parents both worked really hard. They didn't have, um, you know, bachelor degrees. They both had a little bit of schooling, but not, um, anything that, um, took them and qualified them for that higher level education. So, um, but they both worked very hard and definitely did everything they could to provide me and my brother with, uh, the best of the best, um, as far as, um, getting to be involved in activities and all kinds of stuff like that. So, here we are, you know, I am growing up and, you know, getting called the fat girl and all that kind of stuff. And it was just, you know, my insecurities really have always been around my weight. I've never been a small, a small kid and, but I was always a good kid. So, you know, if I asked my parents for M&Ms or McDonald's or whatever, my parents were usually pretty cool and they would get it for me and for my brother. So, 
Um, you know, that didn't exactly do well for my waistline. However, um, you know, I was definitely, uh, very excited, you know, as a kid. So I grew up to love food and that's kind of was always my, um, my outlet. Good thing was, is I was super active. Uh, I wasn't exactly the best athlete in the whole world because I didn't really play sports growing up. Um, except for when I was 13, I did try to play softball because my brother played baseball all growing up. And I was like, I want to take my turn. I want to try. And so I, uh, between the summers of seventh and eighth grade, I took a stab at playing um, Little League softball, and I was successful enough to break my right ankle so bad that I pulled it all the way underneath me as I slid into base. I kept going, my foot didn't. So sorry for those of you that are listening that have a weak stomach. Ah, it was very, very challenging. I was in a cast all summer, and then I ended up gaining probably another 40 pounds that summer, which going into eighth grade, you know, in middle school being gosh, probably the absolute hardest years of your adolescence because, you know, that's when everything's changing. I call it the ugly years. Who's with me, right? So acne, hormones, attitudes, all of the things, insecurities, um, you name it. And so going into eighth grade, I was coming back from summer break and I was the heaviest I'd ever been. So one thing that was positive for me in middle school, moving me into high school that really shaped my life was I decided to join band in sixth grade. I took up playing the flute. Um, I sucked at it the very first quarter of school. I got a B. And for somebody who gets like mostly A's and very few B's, uh, it was devastating. So I spent the entire Christmas break, I think, um, working to make sure that by my second quarter grade, um, I was going to get an A and I sure did. So I knew in middle school that I wanted to teach music. And I've kind of always had that, that teacher, um, attitude in my blood, like that teacher lifestyle where, you know, I love learning how to do something and then sharing it with other people. Um, it's just, I don't know. I just, I, I, I get so excited when I learn how to do something and share it with, with others. So with this podcast, I'm so excited to be able to tell you that you can too. All the things that I learned how to do, you can do them too. All the things that I've been insecure about doing, you can do them too. And that is exactly the premise for where this podcast came from. Um, I did not know when I was in middle school, I was going to be creating a podcast because, you know, we didn't have podcasts back in the early nineties. However, um, I did know that I wanted to do some sort of um, speaking uh, at a pretty young age, probably when I was high school, because I always wanted to be a part of a group. I always wanted to feel like I belonged and I always wanted to tell other people that they could do it too. So as I move out of um, high school, you know, I did, I did do marching band in high school. It was very active for us. I loved it. I loved everything about it. I stepped into leadership in that activity, um, probably because it's in my blood, moved off to college, went to school for music education. I knew I was going to be a music teacher. And then I, um, I did all the, the marching arts down there. I was heavily involved in color guard in a very, um, competitive way. I didn't just perform color guard in college, but I marched drum and bugle corps in the summer. And then, um, after high school and even during, or sorry, not after high school, after college, all during college, I was coaching and designing and choreographing for local high schools. So um, my love for education, I had already been teaching at 19 years old before I even had my degree, but I was um, doing it in a coaching manner. So get my degree. And then I teach at my alma mater for two years. I then move off to Florida because as a performer in the, in the music world, in the dance world, it is like, 
in your blood to like perform as often as you can, right? So um, I moved off to Florida and I was so excited. It was such a huge risk because I moved by myself initially. Um, I did have family where I moved to and it was um, some relatives of mine that I didn't get to see a lot growing up. So it was still very scary to, at 25 years old, you know, move halfway across the country. And um, at the time when I had made the decision and quit my teaching job in St. Louis, I did not have a job in Florida and I didn't have a place to live in Florida yet, but that's where I was going. And it's funny how when you set your mind to something, you just make it happen. And that was kind of the same way with my fitness and my health all growing up. You know, I grew up, like I said, um, a larger girl. And um, after college, I started to really find um, love for group fitness classes. So it was like my performance outlet. So all the while I was still um, in St. Louis, taking classes, starting to exercise, starting to take more value of my health. And then I moved to Florida to dance and perform color guard again. So I taught school during the week. I rehearsed and competed on the weekends. I was in the best shape of my life. I spent three years down there and then it was like a bomb dropped on me. My It was the year of 2008. So those of you guys that are from the States know that we had a really bad recession that year. Um, and my dad had lost his job of 32 years that summer in July. Um, he had given his entire life there. My parents met at the hospital he used to work for. Um, and then the very next month, my mom was diagnosed with lung cancer. And it was stage four. So in a matter of like 30 days, my entire life changed. And I had just signed my teaching contract for that next school year. Um, so I decided to stay in Florida, continue to perform. Um, and then around Thanksgiving, just after Thanksgiving, I come home to visit my family and my mom took a turn for the worse. So she ended up going into hospice care. I just received teacher of the year at my school in the very next month. I resigned to pick up all of my things, no job, nothing, dropped everything and came home to be with my family. And I got to spend six amazing weeks with my mom before my mom passed away January 30th of 2009. So it's been almost 12 years and my mom was such a huge part of my life. Like she was always my my best support. She would always um, stand right behind me and tell me that I could do anything I want if I wanted it bad enough. And I'm here to tell you that you can do anything you want if you want it bad enough. And every time I coach and I teach students, I always would tell them, you can do this if you want it bad enough. There's so many challenging things in the color guard world and the dance world that um, take a lot of time and effort to build and skills that, um, you know, it just takes the time to develop. And my, it's like my mom knew that and she was always so good about um, building me up that way. So um, it was very devastating whenever I lost her um, in 2009, but I will not at all um, take for granted those six weeks I got to spend with her. Um I, since I had moved home, it was the middle of the school year, the recession had hit, there was no way of finding a teaching job. And, you know, when you think that your career and your whole life is around this, what you have visioned for yourself, and you don't find a position, which I know there's a lot of people right now that, you know, have gone to college to find jobs and, and they're just not finding anything in their field. If that's you, I can completely relate because I had done, I had done six to seven years in my field and I couldn't find a position. And I had, um, a pretty good resume. I had a couple of different schools that I had taught at. I had teacher of the year on my resume and I had all these great things, but I could not get hired on anywhere. And so it was really frustrating. So I ended up 
taking a job, opening a restaurant as a bartender. And, um, and then, well, I didn't, it was a restaurant that opened a, a chain restaurant and I was part of that opening crew. And, um, and then I decided to join direct sales. So this is, um, February of 2009. Here I am, um, joining my very first direct sales company, have no idea what's going on. I just am super excited to be my own boss and, and, um, get to make some extra money to survive at the time. I was living with my father. I had moved back in with my parents when I dropped everything and came home and I ran through all of my savings. Um, I had cashed out my teacher retirement in Florida. I had cashed out my teacher retirement that I had left over in Missouri and I had zero dollars. So I <clears throat> I had taken out um, a loan to start my direct sales company uh, because in that business, we had to have an inventory to sell products straight from our homes. Um, I had a really good run. I had kind of pushed my my grieving for my mother off for about a year. And um, and then I once I hit leadership, it really hit me and I was my own boss, but I was not a good boss. I didn't get myself out of bed. I slept a lot. Um, and then I ended up not doing well in that business. And, you know, a lot of times people say that, um, direct sales or network marketing doesn't work, but really I wasn't working. I wasn't working because I was depressed and it sucked. It sucked everything out of me. And it was very, very hard to pick myself up and figure out what the heck am I going to do? Because I don't want to live with my father forever. I love him, but I can't live with him forever. Um, at the time, you know, here I am now turning 29 and I'm like, I want to get married and have kids and I can't live here forever. So I ended up, um, at that point in time, I was still working in the restaurant industry. I was a server and, um, I was also teaching fitness classes because while I was in Florida and when I was in my best shape of my life, I started picking up, um, certifications to teach different formats of group fitness. So I got certified in pretty much everything from body combat, which is like a kickboxing martial arts to Zumba to um, body pump, which is like a barbell class to um, everything under the sun, right? So I had a gazillion part-time jobs trying to make a full-time income. And I don't know how many of you guys uh, feel me here, but um, I can only work so many hours a day. We all have the same 24 hours a day, uh, but I wasn't maximizing that time to pay me um, the most efficiently so that I could survive. So I was really running nonstop and I was just draining my batteries. So um, I ended up, luckily, there was a, a position that opened up in the fitness industry in 2015 and I took an area management position and I was able to oversee group fitness, um, which I loved, um, across at one point in time, I think I had 27 clubs in seven states and I was overseeing over 500 group fitness instructors at that time and I was flying all over the place. I started putting on weight and stopped teaching classes because I was always on an airplane or in a hotel and eating on the go. And so um, I did about three years of that and I started to just, uh, my insecurities were coming back. I started feeling ashamed of who I was. And I really, here I am, 35 years old now, still not married, still no children. I wanted that so bad and um, it just wasn't the right fit anymore. So here I am dropping everything and leaving. And I had no job. I had an apartment that I had to pay for. I had a car payment I had to pay for. And I just took another big risk and I just left my job. So I immediately went back to the restaurant service industry because it is 
it has always been good to me. So I went back to that. I knew I could survive at just barely. Um, I was still teaching fitness classes at other um, companies. And then um, that fall of 2015, I had interviewed and moved pretty far up the uh, interview chain at multiple um, big box corporations and still could not get hired. So I knew there was something out there that was better for me. I finally got hired on in um, a franchise tutoring center uh, as a regional director, and I had to sell big packages of tutoring. So here I am back into sales, and I had a pretty flexible schedule. I end up meeting my soulmate. We get married. We end up having our first kiddo in 2016, and luckily he he was a school teacher, so our schedules were kind of similar, um, and then uh, I would work like normal five days a week. Uh, my schedule was fairly flexible, which I liked, but I still wasn't quite getting paid what I wanted to get paid for the amount of time I was away from my family. I get pregnant with our second kiddo, and our kids were 15 months apart, so I knew um, I got really lucky because I... Um, um, having been done all this time in the marching arts, I ended up finding a sales position uh, with a costuming company, which was really, really cool. I was able to do it on the side part-time um, and build it into a full-time gig, which allowed me to work from home. And I did not go back to my tutoring center whenever I had our second little one. So um, here I am working from home, which is everything I ever wanted. I wanted to be a work from home mom, have the flexible schedule, all of those things. I remember dreaming it when I was in my direct sales company and um, wanted that freedom because I hate being tied to a schedule. I hate it. I love being able to up and go when I need to up and go because I love that that uh, laissez-faire, uh, um, fly by the seat of my pants kind of day. Now, granted, it's not like that now, but I love that I can create it to be anything I want it to be. So I'll come back to that. Anyhow, so here I am. Um, I've got two little ones that I'm juggling, taking them to daycare so I can work during the day. Um, our youngest or our oldest goes into preschool. We now have a third baby. So I have three kiddos. That time, one time it was three kids under three. And um, the current sales gig that I was doing wasn't working anymore. I was not making the money that I needed to make um, for our family uh, to make ends meet with my husband being a teacher and my position. We just weren't making as much as we needed for the amount of hours we were putting in. So at the time, I was still loving my sales gig. Uh, in July of 2019, uh, an opportunity fell in my lap and I thought I would never get into any sort of industry in direct sales or network marketing ever again, but this was very different. It was network marketing, which in relation to direct sales, those of you guys that are familiar with the industry, direct sales is very much um, keeping product at home, usually selling it out of your basement, your office, whatever. Uh, but network marketing is so much more um, product promotion, um, just spreading the word. And then um, your uh, customers will say, end up ordering from the company and then the company sends the product out. So I love that I didn't have to keep anything from here uh, here at home. But what's crazy is that that month I wasn't looking for anything. So I didn't sign up. I was like, no, it's it's not for me. I'm never going to do that again. I didn't think it was, it was right for me because I sucked so bad at it <laughs> in 2010, 2011 uh, that I was like, this is never going to work for me. So the very next month, it was like I had to get a, a sparkle slap in the face like, hey, 
you got to take this gig and you got to go because my current job and the current um, role that I was doing in sales um, was not working at all. I Things were getting on back order. Things weren't coming out of the factory in time in manufacturing. And um, I had a lot of orders fall through the cracks. So it was very uh, frustrating whenever I got my 1099 in January and I didn't have um, half the pay that I was really looking to have that year. So All that being said, I am so grateful because I did take one more risk since then and I decided I was going to give this business a try. Um, I'm on with a brand new company. It's about, well, I say brand new. It's about three and a half years old now um, out of Salt Lake City, Utah. And I'm so grateful to be back in the industry of network marketing. What I love the most is that I get paid not only to just self-develop and like make myself a better me and be a better human, but I get to share and and communicate and have time to socialize with people that I love. It is awesome. I get to make new friends. I use my social media to turn strangers into friends and friends into family. It is the coolest thing. And now um, I really do. I am creating my schedule, designing my life at home. It has been the best the best blessing ever because my husband um, being a music teacher as well actually made the decision in January of 2020 before we had the pandemic um, had decided to leave teaching as well for a while because he wasn't getting paid for the amount of time that he was spending at school in um, the marching arts world. It is hours upon hours upon hours and any of you guys that know that you put in 80 hour weeks, we as a society, it's like it's a badge of honor if you work an 80 hour week, like you should get some sort of trophy, but you don't get a trophy. You don't get any extra pay if you're you're lucky if you get a bonus from your job, which um, he definitely didn't. And so we made the decision with our kids that, you know, we have three small children and we are never going to get to see that, see them as often as we'd like. So we decided that, um, we were going to just start to design our lives. So before the pandemic even hit, he chose to resign from his teaching position. And I, um, was already in the role of working and building this business from home. And so here we are, we are at home. We've been at home all year. We've been blessed to spend the year of, 2020 with our kids to be home, to be able to, um, stay safe, to, um, keep other people safe and just be away from people until this kind of gets under wraps and, um, and we have a better handle on what COVID-19 is. So it's just been a great year. Um, I'm not going to say building a business is easy because it's not easy, um, but it is worth it. And I am so grateful to have been in the right place at the right time. I'm grateful for the people that were brave enough to reach out to me and ask me if I'd check it out. You know, I think that's something about the industry of network marketing that is so um, interesting to me is so many people are afraid to just give it a listen or give it a try, or maybe they were burned in a previous company or they have a friend that struggled. Um, but a lot of it is, is on you. You have to do a lot of, you have to think like an entrepreneur. You have to think, um, above and beyond. It's not somebody else's fault. If you don't succeed, it's your fault. Any product, it doesn't matter the product. You just have to go. And I think that's the coolest thing is that he and I both are, blessed to have that drive within us and we are both blessed to have the the desire to to make something better for ourselves to be able to create um a a life where we can be home with our kids or we can take time to um spend with family friends whatever um and then still be able to get paid for it so what i'm most excited about now you kind of know a little bit of my background and where i'm at now 
what my goal is really as we move forward into this next year of 2021 and I bring out um, episodes of this podcast, I am excited to share with you a whole bunch of different things that I've kind of learned along the way um, in all the different realms of my life from music to fitness to health to business, all of those. So I'm going to have a couple different categories that I probably speak to, but a lot of it's going to be um, belief in yourself and knowing that you can too. Uh, there, there's so many of us that limit our belief. You know, when we're kids, we dream. We dream about like I watch my kids right now, and they dream and they 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 imagine, and we just start to lose that as we get older. And so, if nothing else, I really hope that uh, by hanging with me and checking out the episodes that you can start to dream again or, or go take a risk, try something, um, give it, give it a go. And, um, if nothing else, I will be your biggest cheerleader. Um, I hope that every episode is bringing you tons of value. I hope that you can, whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, that you can give it a five-star rating, smash the subscribe button, take a screenshot, share it in your story on Instagram, on Facebook, wherever you are on social media, tell your friends. I would love to be a resource for you. If nothing else, just to know that um, I'm a mom, I'm a daughter, I'm a friend, I'm a sister, I am just like you, and you're going to get to be a part of this journey with me because I know that if I can do it, you can too. And if nobody's told you recently that they love you, please know that I love you. If you're listening to this, I love you because if people can hate for no reason, I can love for no reason, and you can too.